Every Thursday, I'll be your host. Give grief the finger. My name is Jay Lewis III. I interview everyday people that have chosen to transform and repurpose their grief to find a better version of themselves. In essence, give grief the finger. Learn to take grief's negative energy and use it to your advantage. Episode 7 is part 1 of a two-part series on spousal suicide. The episode titled, Why Did She?, features Mike M.C. McClendon, who lost his fiance to suicide and now helps other men through his online community, Reef Tribe Men. Please welcome Mike M.C. McClendon to The Finger. You unfortunately came to a challenging situation with your fiance Yasmin, who, you know, you've known for years. Yeah. When that happened, it changed your life, Michael. What occurred? So, yeah, so uh, actually I've met Yasmin. I always thought she, you know, she was a cute young lady. You know, we t- teenagers. I, like I told you, I'm just having my first kiss. So, you know, I didn't move too fast. I took my time. But uh, eventually we, we, we came together and we dated off and on throughout the years. We always had a lot of love for each other, man. Like if we, if we didn't see each other for a few months or a year or so, we never missed we never missed a beat. Right. So finally, about 2018, we was like, you know what? Let's let's just give this a go. You know, you love me, I love you. Let's do this. We started dating. I was at the time I was living in North Carolina, but I was transitioning to moving back up right. up north to Jersey. I finally got the job. She said, well, since you're coming back, you might as well, you know, you might as well come back and stay with me. Okay, cool. You know, I love you. You know, we're not strangers. <laughs> so, um, so we, uh, you know, we, 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 we were happy, pretty much perfect relationship as, as perfect as it can get. We, we never argued. We never had any problem, you know, whatever, whatever we did have, we talked about it. Um, and we got it out the way and we moved on, moved on. August 5th, 2019, had a rough day at work and uh, I hadn't spoken to Yasmin and it was just out of the norm because we, we talk every day around 12 o'clock. She'll text me or I'll text her. But this day, for some reason, she was heavy on my mind, but I'm thinking, okay, well, you know, maybe, you know, she's busy or she's doing something, whatever. So I just talk to her when I get home and it, it, had a, it was a rough, rough day, man. And I was there. Usually we get off about 3.30. This day I was there until about 5. And I was at one customer's house all day long. I finally get off. I get home. I see her car outside. I'm like, okay, she's cool. So I, I open up the door, expecting to see her waiting for me to give me a kiss and ask me how my day. I didn't see her. So I decided to press, where's my iPhone on her on her uh, tablet? Right. And when, once I pressed that, I heard the phone sounds like it was in the basement right right then and there all the hair stood up on my on my arms and i got instantly nervous so i decided to go down there and unfortunately when i went down there she had um succumbed to a uh, suicide my ass um did you did you see any signs did did she exhibit anything that made you maybe maybe think that she might be eventually going this way or or was it just totally out of the blue it was totally out of the blue. Yasmin was a therapist in school psychologist. Yasmin had two doctor's degrees. 
Yasmin just brought this house that we were living in three years ago. Yasmin had no signs at all, no warnings, nothing. It was just boom, out of nowhere. On Monday, they can have a great day. Mm -hmm. And then by Wednesday, it, it mm -hmm. feels like everything felt has fallen apart. And, and she was clearly under a lot of pressure. I mean, having two degrees, a child, and and, and a fiance, and, and, and a mortgage. And these all seem like the norms in life. But it really does depend on what level you've taken mm -hmm. things to. Yeah. When uh, when Yasmin died, mm -hmm. what were what were some of the changes that you had to go through right after knowing that she passed the first immediate thing i found her you know i checked the pulse the body was cold so i had known that she'd been there for a while i called the police after i called the police i, I immediately called started calling her family because she had she has family that lives nearby the first immediate thing once it started to be a crowd outside the police told me to step outside they, they put me in the ambulance um just to keep me away from the crowd Right. But the first thing was, he did it. He did it. Okay. Get him. Lock him up. That was the first thing. The second thing I noticed was, it was a deep... So, I guess my body was in shock. Um, I, my grandmother, she came out. She uh, she took me away to um, an uncle's house. I don't know if you've ever seen this. It's a Facebook picture where it's a lady crying. And it's like a deep grief, like almost like a howl came out of me. Like I, at the time, I didn't know what happened to her. I was in shock. I just couldn't, I'm like, who would do this to her? This was an amazing woman. She was the sweetest of people you can get to know. That there was that deep howl of grief. We went back to my grandparents' house. I stayed there for a while, experiencing almost like a, I mean, I, I, now I come to know it as PTSD, but almost like a, a paranoia to the point where I felt like there were like ghosts like hovering above me, right? Um, if I went outside, if a, if a squirrel walked across my path, I was afraid of it. Better get a dog. So I started experiencing um, the PTSD, then eventually suicide idealization. I, I didn't want to be here anymore. You know, I, I don't have her. Everybody feel like it's my fault. Nobody will miss me. All, all the little things that suicide tricks you into believing. So I was dealing with PTSD, anxiety, grief, guilt. And, and you know, it's, it's still a lot of things that I'm still learning. You already in shock. Mm -hmm. The minute you contacted people, the first thing people wanted to do was accuse you. Mm -hmm. So that creates a, an additional level of difficulty. How did your your family situation change? Were were there members of of her family that maybe were closer to you or a little bit more distant just because of what occurred? They knew you enough to say, no, this guy couldn't do it, have done it, or did they think, well, there's a possibility in this situation? You know, what was what was. What did you think that they thought? I was I was close with all of them. You know, uh, they saw how happy she was. They saw how happy I was. They saw her son, how happy he was. So they, they had no problems with me. We hung out, we talked. But, you know, of course, if you have a child and suddenly they pass away, you're going to look to the closest person. So I, I kind of understand, you know, um, them seeing how much I loved her and cared about her and was protective of her, that they wouldn't think that. But I get it. They they have an unanswerable right now. You seem to be the one person that can help answer their question. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, following their logic, you know, people do and say what what they mean what they're gonna say or do. 
It is what it is. At one point, at what point did you have to learn to do things different? So uh, at the time, her son um, was down south with his, his great grandmother. Okay. Um, he was supposed to be down there for the summer with her. Once she was trying to get back up here, she reached out, said, hey, you know, can you help me with the flight to get him back up here? At that point, I knew that things were going to be different. And I had to be there for Yasmin's son, which is, you know, our, my, our son now. That's a whole new responsibility because, like you, yeah. I mean, you have two children of your own, and now you are you're raising a young adult male, and yeah. and especially in today's society, young black males are a target. Yeah, and you know, having to make sure you're navigating that, having that discussion, that's that's always interesting. the The great thing is that you have had such. Uh, a strong relationship with Yasmin's son. You know, he does look at you as dad, not as some guy that's just having a conversation yeah. with him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that definitely does make, it makes a hell of a difference, especially when you're, you know, when you're trying to navigate this this incredible norm that, that we're dealing with. When did you start your grief group for men? And to find that an, another man is experiencing some form of what you're going through is a challenge. What made you start this? And then what made you specifically target men? Okay. So, uh, you know, once everything happened, I was posting pictures and, you know, saying how much I loved her and I missed her. I decided to join Suicide Prevention um, Foundation. And I guess a young young lady from London, she found me from, you know, seeing all my pictures and, my, and the hashtags and all that. So she reached out. She said, hey, you know, I lost my husband as well. I joined this group. It was very helpful for me. If you're interested, I can try to get you into the group. I'm like, okay. I mean, um, I don't know if you experienced this, but when I lost Yasmin, my body was telling me everything I needed, whether it be exercise, whether it be to eat healthy. I just had a, a strong urge to do all these things. And that group was, was right on point with, with something that I needed. Okay. I got into the group. And it was it was amazing. It was amazing just to have that community. I think that's underrated. I think it's underrated by men as well to have that community of people that that get or what you've been through, or what you're going through. But there was still like a little something missing in me. I came to realize it was I wanted some guys to be able to talk to this, talk to about this, to explain how I was feeling. And hey, do you feel this way? Okay, what you do? So I was and I talked to the founder of that group, which was a grief tribe. And I told her, hey, um, I'm interested in doing a group for men because this group only have mostly women. It was maybe two or three other guys. Uh, so she said, she said, you know, you have my blessing. And then we started from there. And that was about 2020, maybe December 2020. Doing things like creating an organization that's helping you to help other men. That is channeling what you're dealing with. Instead of having you having a focus on you. You're now mm -hmm. taking that grief. You're applying it so that it's working to your advantage. You can't get rid of the grief. And yeah. since you can't get rid of the grief, you have two choices. You can stay in it and you can stay anchored to it. Mm -hmm. Or you can do what you did. Find a better version of you. You do a few things. You're honoring Yasmin mm -hmm. basically by saying, you know, look, baby, I miss you. I love you. But look at the person that I'm now becoming 
because of your unfortunate loss. You're doing things that, that you never would have considered doing if Yasmin hadn't lost her life. Absolutely. It's, it's, it's hard, but sometimes we find our sense of purpose when something happened. Yes. What what are what are your plans for Grief Trap for Men and for the future? How are you planning to expand your organization? I, as long as you consider yourself a man, I mean, you can come <laughs> on in. <laughs> I, I don't I don't care. So right now I'm just I'm focusing on helping these guys. Uh, I do have some people that that inbox me. I have guys that that just call every once in a while, and I'm I'm fine with that. So I'm going to uh, continue to do that. Right. I'm gonna continue to do these podcasts, these YouTubes. Eventually, I would like to write a book, maybe get a self care uh, booklet out there, maybe op- open up like a, a, a grief gift shop. Okay. And um, just keep just keep on keep on trucking, man. Mike, there seems to be a I like to say there's a blessing in the broken pieces. We we never want to lose the person lost when it happens to become a different version of you helps you to be able to move on and then you you figure out that you're not the only one like i said you reached out to me i mean you didn't know me from adam Mm -hmm. you felt my pain Mm -hmm. and feeling my pain you helped to open incredible doors for me that's the way that this thing works like i said there is a blessing in the broken pieces because my whole thing is no, nobody, man, woman, whatever, no one deserves to live in the grief. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's just too harsh. And yeah, we, we've, we've seen people. I mean, what are some of your personal goals? What are some of the things that, that you want to do to get yourself to another level? Um, My main goal right now is the way that I felt when I lost Jasmine. Right. My main goal is to help bring everyone humanly possible out of that if if i if if i get one i'm happy but i want to i want i want to do that to the day i die that is an incredible mission because we go one or two ways when something happens we go the way of wallow in the situation Mm -hmm. i'm I'm gonna let the darkness overtake me or you find some form of light after you walk through a dark period I mean, I tell I tell people all the time, you uh, you have choice. Don't get me wrong. There's a natural grieving period yes. that you're gonna go through when you lose somebody. Yes. I mean, mourning is yes. real. Yes. But after some time, it becomes a choice. I mean, to to spend five years, three years mourning yeah. over a situation that happened and you can't change. Yeah. It now means that you have become anchored yeah. to the circumstance. Your yeah. grief has become complicated at that point. It, it's it's difficult. It's it's the I, I tell people this, this is going to be the hardest thing in your life. Right. But you have to. You can't let it defeat you. You have to fight against this. The light at the end of that tunnel. That, Mike. That's probably the most powerful message. The fact that. You know, you started Grief Tribe for Men based on the way you were feeling. You knew you had this experience and that you wanted other men to understand that the experience happens, but there's a way 
to be able to work through it. Like I said before, my hat's off to you because I know that what you just said is real. Every day, you're still working through some yes. aspect of it. You're never going to forget what happened. You're never going to forget any aspect of, of your relationship, of your loss. I mean, last question is, what are some of the things that, that may trigger you once in a while to, to really think about, like maybe old songs, old places you guys go to? What are some of the <laughs> things that, that trigger you man. and how are you dealing with them? It seemed like so much, man. Um, like you said, old places we we frequent, um, may, even a conversation, even just seeing her son do something that she's not here to see anymore. A smell, maybe just seeing her shoes still around or going to her, her house, uh, her birthday. It's so many things. It's so many things. Right now, for that, I'm just going through intense therapy, man. I'm talking to someone. I've been talking to someone ever since. Right. So we, we, we talk maybe weekly. And uh, that 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 pretty much is the biggest assist in all of this. You're being vulnerable enough mm -hmm. to, to just, I'm putting myself out there because I want other men to understand that the pain is real. The things you go through are real. And you know, it's okay to not be okay. Yes. So, I mean, my, again, my hat's off to you, Mike. I I keep saying that because you are an amazing person. I mean, you, you are a connector without even knowing it. You introduced me to so many other people to help expand what I do. My whole thing is to make sure that your message continues to resonate. You are you are helping so many men to be able to navigate through their difficulties. When, when, when you lose anybody, it's hard. When you lose your spouse, you know, or your significant other, mm -hmm. it's it's a it's a difficult, it's a different type of hard. Because Absolutely. it's somebody you met. It's not somebody you birthed. It's not somebody mm -hmm. who is a mother or a father. It's somebody you made a connection with. Yeah. And that connection is now severed because they're no longer here. And again, that's not to say that any other type of loss is less significant. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that when you lose a spouse or somebody you care about a significant other like that, it's a, it's a, it's a different feeling associated yeah. with that loss yeah definitely before i start a whole nother diatribe I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm 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 gonna shut this down so mike again i really appreciate i'm like i said the name of the group it's a facebook group it's called grief tribe for men take a look at it i mean lately look at it for the men in your life you may want to be able to direct them mm -hmm. to a site like mike's to let them know, hey, you're not alone in this. Someone else has gone through it. They they have a platform that will allow you to bring your feelings out. Let your vulnerable side out with other men. You know, I understand that society has us on real hunter-gatherer type of stuff. <laughs> but 
I really appreciate the time that you've given me. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I love what you're doing, man. You're going to be really you're pretty good at it, too. I don't know what you talk about. You're not good at computers. You're good. You know what you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, I appreciate it all. Definitely, man. Look, I'm going to talk to you later. Definitely going to okay. holler. Thank you for listening to episode seven. Why did she one of the Give Grief the Finger two-part series on spousal suicide? New episodes air every Thursday. Next week, I'll be speaking with Michelle Collins, who's using the suicidal loss of her husband as a catalyst for growth, while at the same time helping others to better manage their grief. Hear the show on your favorite podcast platforms. Go to my website, jl3motivation.com. Read my latest blogs on grief and transformation. Leave me an email. Book me for either an in-person or virtual speaking engagement. And remember this, grief is energy that you can transform and repurpose to discover a better version of yourself.